eight officers to handcuff Beale, and that's when they realized something else was in the car. I opened up the passenger side of the car door in the back and found a small pig, a pet uh, pig, I believe. Higginbottom <sighs> says it was a team effort to resolve this pursuit peacefully. Kim Rafferty, WSAZ News. already in progress. Beale is taken to Western Regional Jail, where she is facing charges of felony fleeing, child neglect, obstruction of officers, improper registration, and illegal tent. Yes. They say the officer from Barbersville was treated for injuries to his foot, and all the Barbersville. I Amber. Toys to that three-year-old child while officers waited for CPS and his grandmother to arrive. Meanwhile, that pet pig has been turned over to animal control. County deputies have released the name of a woman killed what? by a train this morning. Deputies Who is it? 30, and they've identified 30-year-old Carrie Lee Atkins of Paint Creek, West Virginia, who was walking on the train tracks in Pratt near McCorkle Avenue and Paint Creek Road when she was hit by that train. The Kanawha County Sheriff's Office is investigating that incident. Yeah, right, Lacey. Quite outside this evening, very warm. Temperatures are not going to drop off much at all overnight because of that, those clouds that have been moving in. And we're also looking at the opportunity for more storms tomorrow. Now, it's not going to be a washout. We'll start the day with the opportunity for a passing shower or storm. Could hit the morning commute for some areas, so keep that in mind. More scattered storms popping up as we head towards midday and then focusing further south later in the day. But we'll fit in some dry time, a little bit of sun, but temperatures staying in the 80s, so not quite as hot as what today was. Of course, the humidity is still high. Look at this, though. We're still in the 80s for most areas at this hour, low 80s, upper 70s. Hi, Nikki. Either way, it's going to be a very warm overnight period. We have clouds that are thickening and even back to the west, not too far away now from Scioto and Lewis counties. Some light rain showing up there, likely not reaching the ground yet up from Jackson and Vinton. But either way, this is part of a storm complex that will be moving eastward overnight and we'll be looking at that to bring a little bit of rain and even the opportunity for some storms tomorrow morning. So rounds and rounds of rain. You're going to hear us talk about it that a lot this week. And because of that, the flood risk is going to be elevated all the way through the work week ahead. Temperatures will be down, but the humidity as a result, we'll be up. We'll have a full look at the seven day coming up here in just a bit. One person has died in a car crash in Scioto County. It happened at 345 this morning. The Ohio State Highway Patrol say 19 year old Joshua Alley of Minford was driving northbound on Blue Run Road when his vehicle went off the west side of the road, striking a culvert and a tree before overturning. He was pronounced dead at the scene. A front seat passenger sustained non-life-threatening injuries. OSHP says alcohol impairment is believed to be a factor in that crash, and neither occupant was wearing a seatbelt. A public sign dedication will be held tomorrow to honor a fallen Eastern Kentucky hero, Corporal Jacob Moore. Parts of KY 180 and KY 3 will now become Corporal Jacob Moore USMC Memorial Highway. Moore died in March in a military aircraft crash while on active duty with the U.S. Marine Corps in Norway. That dedication will take place at 10 a.m. at Boyd County High School, and the community and public is invited to attend to honor Corporal Moore and his sacrifice made serving our country. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice calling on state lawmakers to meet in a special session set to convene tomorrow at noon. The governor met with the Senate Republican Caucus Sunday afternoon to discuss his proposal, which is to permanently cut personal income tax by 10%. If passed, the revisions would be retroactive to January 1st of 2022. Justice said his proposal contains no increases on any other state taxes and that personal tax brackets would remain the same. He said West Virginians at every income level would see their taxes drop. The governor's pitch is the third attempt to cut personal state income taxes in the past year.
Driving down McCorkle Avenue in Kanawha City, you've probably seen Charleston's newest mural being painted on the side of Risk's Market. Mallory Burka has been working on that mural, which depicts the setting behind Mallory. Hi, Nikki. Her father, Rick, who passed away two years ago, came up with the idea of painting murals on buildings what? as a way to beautify the Kanawha City area. Mallory also is you on the side of buildings is just one way to bring the community together. You by yourself? We had community paint days, so we brought in kids from Mountaineer Montessori. We had a group that was here to volunteer work from, um, I believe it was Minnesota. Um, we had, I think, by the end of the two days, we had around 75 people that came and participated in this. So not only is this, you know, something beautiful to look at, but it's something that people can drive by and say, you know, I took part in that. The mural is officially unveiled at 2 o'clock today and is now able to be enjoyed by the public. We have a traffic alert for you out of Boyd County, Kentucky. Route 3 is scheduled to be closed down for pipe replacements. Starting tomorrow morning around 8, crews will close Kentucky Route 3 near Country Club Drive to replace two culverts. That work is expected to run through Friday afternoon. KYTC says several detours will be in place, including Route 966 to US 60 and Bear Creek. Electronic message boards will be used for any updates on that project. The Cabell County Fair Parade rolled through Milton this afternoon with lots of floats and candy. The annual parade is a kickoff to the fair that starts Wednesday at Pumpkin Park in Milton and then continues through Saturday night. The Grand Marshal of the Cabell County Fair Parade today, though, was Susan's dad, Emmett Nicholas. Now, he's one of the founders of the Volunteer Fire Department in Milton, which was created back in 1949. First responders in Pikeville got soaked this weekend, but it was for a good cause. Pikeville police and firefighters got into the dunk of first responder dunking booth throughout Saturday and Sunday to raise money for Christmas with a first responder. In the multi-agency effort, officials say more than $2,600 was raised over the last two days, which is going to help 11 more local children have a great Christmas this coming December. Families in Prestonsburg coming out last night to celebrate and prepare for the upcoming school year. Hard to believe that's right around the corner. The city of Prestonsburg's back to school bash kicked off last night around 6 o'clock. And officials say hundreds of families flooded Archer Park for free toiletries, inflatables, food, and a whole lot more. Prestonsburg Elementary School officials say this is a very important event in Floyd County. One of the most important events that we do in our county the entire year. It's a way to let our parents know we're here to support you. We're here for you. Our community's here for you. And I know our families need this, and it's very evident when you look around to see how many people are standing in line for this service today. She estimates more than a 1,000 people attended last night's event. Still ahead, the temperatures are boiling, and Americans are just trying to find ways to stay cool this long, hot summer. And our heat wave will come to an end after today. Temperatures are still warm right now, but they'll be kept down in the coming days owing to some clouds and certainly the rain that's going to be around. So it's a muggy night out in Charleston. Opportunity tomorrow morning for a passing shower or storm. One of just many will be tracking on radar this week. We'll have a look at the forecast coming up after the break. Considering an exterior home upgrade, old windows can leak. Catch live local streaming TV free at viewit.com or on the Viewit app. Stream content from your favorite stations here and across the country. Plus, watch exclusive events and original programming all in one place from your favorite device. Keep up to date with what's happening in your community with news, weather, prep sports, and more. In today's Living Right, here's what you should do to up your workout routine. Search view it in your app store and download for free today. Okay, now we're back.
weapon that the, the county fair be starting next month. The it's starting the it's starting the the seventh and it goes on it goes on till the no it starts the ninth and goes on till the twelfth I think. I'll keep you informed about the fair, and and we'll keep you informed about the fair. And uh, of course, I'm gonna be announcing live there, and I'm gonna be gonna announce. Uh, I am telling you, uh, there's your news back. Higgins has the latest. More than 90 million people across the U.S. are under excessive heat warnings and advisories. It's too hot. It's too hot right now. Oh, I'm warm as hell. High humidity mixed with sweltering temperatures pushing many heat indexes into the triple digits. The National Weather Service warning it may feel extremely oppressive. Most common mistake people make is trying to tough it out, trying to think that it's just going to cool off, just trying to uh, think, hey, you know, this is just a little bit of sweatiness, a little bit of nausea. This is no big deal. Um, you can get to a point where you start to become confused and lethargic and tired. Uh, and at that point, it might be too late for you to, to even have the wherewithal to call for help. Forecasters say a number of cities in the Northeast will likely see daily record high temperatures. Boston's record 98, it goes back to 1933. The city of Boston reaching 100 degrees on Sunday, breaking a daily heat record set 89 years ago, according to the National Weather Service. This massive heat wave also fueling a raging wildfire in California's Mariposa County outside Yosemite National Park. The Oak Fire has burned more than 14,000 acres so far, according to Cal Fire. Governor Gavin Newsom declaring a state of emergency for the county after more more than 3,000 people were forced to evacuate their homes. It was scary when we left because we were getting ashes on us, but we could we had such a visual of this billowing that we, it just seemed like it was above our house and coming our way really quickly. I'm Cole Higgins reporting. Now, so far, the Oak Fire has destroyed at least 10 structures, and authorities say another 2,000 acres are in jeopardy. Uh, officials say that fire, though, is still 0% contained. And then in Texas, that heat wave is out of control there. They have the Chalk Mountain Fire in Somerville County, and according to Governor Greg Abbott, more than 6,700 acres have burned, and more than 60 homes have been evacuated. So Mother Nature is certainly putting, uh, putting a hurting on a lot of people right now. Yeah, exactly. And so we are uh, fortunately to be out and exiting our heat wave of sorts that we saw these past few days as we are going to not be seeing temperatures quite as hot due to all the rain that we're looking at this week but the humidity is still going to be plenty high so bad hair days will still be out there and you can see that tomorrow morning look at our temperature 75 to start so it's gonna be very warm muggy the opportunity during the morning hours really pre-dawn and through sunrise even including the morning commute especially the farther east you are into west virginia for a passing shower or storm but want to start
stress that tomorrow is not a washout. We will see dry time throughout the day, even sneaking in some sun as we get through midday and then more clouds in the afternoon. We'll keep our temperatures in the mid 80s, although the humidity is still high. More scattered storms still popping up late morning and into the afternoon hours, especially moving their way farther south as the day goes on. And some of those storms, as we've seen all summer, could have some downpours and gusty winds. So right now, temperatures still in the 80s for a lot of locations, some mid to upper 70s farther south and in the mountains. Well, right now we are looking at fairly quiet conditions locally, but maybe not for much longer across parts of Lewis County, Kentucky, over to Ohio. This is a uh, round of just some light to potentially moderate rain that's going to move in. Now it will likely uh, start to fall apart as it moves into some drier air. But either way, we are uh, looking at the potential for some light rain to start there. But it's part of a rather messy complex and line of storms that will be moving eastward overnight. So there's one cluster of storms that's currently in central, really northern Ohio, even north of Columbus. Not much going on here right in the middle. And then several storms have formed across southern Indiana, portions of western Kentucky. And so all this activity moves eastward overnight likely in a weekend state but nonetheless that is what can bring an opportunity for a shower or storm to start the day tomorrow and then all ahead of this cold front which is going to very slowly work its way to the south and east and then stall out over the region and when fronts stall out it means that several rounds of rain are in store so future cast overnight does end up tearing those storms apart but i still do not want to rule out some showers and storms passing during the morning hours, so keep that in mind. Could be a brief downpour, making things wet on the roads. But notice more storms developing in a scattered nature as we get later in the morning into the afternoon hours as we get to the warmth of the day combined with the humidity. Some of these storms have a downpour potential, some gusts of wind, and then uh, notice how things focused a little bit more south as we head later in the day before we see uh, the opportunity for maybe a storm, a stray storm overnight, but much of Monday night and into Tuesday morning will be quiet, but that's just one of several rounds of rain. We're watching Tuesday. We could see some widespread rain setting up across our region with embedded thunderstorms. This would certainly elevate a flood risk across the area, and then we may uh, see another round of that like it on Wednesday. So bottom line is rounds of rain heavy rain at times will make the flood threat elevated and we could be talking about in our region and some areas exceeding two inches of rain uh, at least across parts of the region and that of course means that creeks and streams will be running high and that can lead to some local high water so it's something that we'll be watching all week long so for tonight increasing clouds temperatures staying in those 70s were warm and muggy passing shower or storm happening as we had uh, later especially for most areas uh, as we head towards dawn tomorrow staying in the 80s with some scattered storms and then over the next seven days, Tuesday likely to be a pretty damp day overall. Then more storms in the forecasts Wednesday through even the upcoming weekend. Should be some dry time, but of course uh, we'll want that for the Cabell County Fair. Saturday may be our best chance for pushing showers to our southern counties. But either way, we'll have a lot to track this week with lower temperatures but high humidity. Now's your warning to get prepared, get your galoshes out, your rain exactly. boots, your Rolling jackets, hats. Yeah, sorry. Thanks, Andy. Coming up, a look at how the nationwide nursing shortage is impacting our region as well as our health care system as a whole. Okay, line numbers. One, two, three, five, six, one. One, two, three. One, two, six, five, three. If you want to get another line numbers, listen to NXT or WPAY. Plus, watch exclusive events and original programming all in one place from your favorite device. 
Keep up to date with what's happening in your community with news, weather, prep sports, and more. In today's Living Right, here's what you yeah. can do to up your workout routine. Search, view it in your app store and download for free today. Okay, now we're back. And, uh, and, uh, John Fincy on Second Street got dog food, cat food, fish food, everything else. You can swap the. Una de las cosas que compro en Target para mi placer y cuidado personal son productos para el baño, el cuerpo y el cabello y cuadernos. Tengo una cantidad inmensa de cuadernos. Se siente tan bien. Okay, now we're back, and we're getting ready to do what we're going to do, and, 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 uh, and we're going to. We're going to, uh, now, we're going to, uh, make sure, and we make sure what, what we can do for you, and there's your news back. Kentucky is 12 to 20 percent short of its nursing staff needs. Unfortunately, according to the Kentucky Nurses Association, a small part of that shortage is due to nurses dying by suicide. So why is this happening? Grayson Passmore and Darnell Crenshaw found some answers, as well as some other reasons that nurses are leaving the profession. We've had 58 uh, deaths by suicide since 2016, and in reality, one death by suicide is one too many. Delanor Manson is the CEO of the Kentucky Nurses Association. She says at its peak, the pandemic was a major contributor with so many deaths surrounding nurses. Another factor, she says the workload was too exhausting. There wasn't enough support staff. The state projects it will need 16,000 nurses by 2024. But it certainly does play into the whole situation. You know, if you're missing 58, that's 58 less than you could have. There are other factors. It's a it's the million dollar question. Melissa Perry has been a nurse at Baptist Health for seven years. We already knew, um, gosh, more than five years ago that we were headed into a pretty significant national nursing shortage. Um, that was before the pandemic ever hit. And it's a challenge that it's multifactorial. Dee Beckman is the chief nursing officer at Baptist Health. She says her staffing numbers are okay. But she says nurses across healthcare systems are getting sick from COVID, lessening support staff numbers. The good news, there are students like Alexa Williamson who are ready to fill the RN gap. I think it's gonna be tough, but I think it can be done. It may be tough sledding ahead, but the healthcare workers we talk to say the profession is still fulfilling. It is one of the most rewarding professions that I can imagine doing. In Lexington, Grayson Passmore, WSAZ News Channel 3. 
The Kentucky Nurses Association has recently issued mandatory education of all 89,000 nurses in the state to take a class on how to prevent nurse suicide. Starbucks CEO is signaling the coffee shop chain may not be able to keep its public restrooms open. Earlier, Starbucks announced it's shutting down 16 of its stores due to safety-related concerns. Company officials say they received multiple in-house reports where staffers reported drug use by customers and general public on Starbucks property. The shortage of public restrooms in cities like New York underlines a national problem. Despite being one of the wealthiest countries in the world, the U.S. averages only eight public restrooms per 100,000 people. That's the same as the comparatively economically disadvantaged African nation of Botswana. Public policymakers say Starbucks reevaluation creates a pressing need for local, state, and federal governments to prioritize public bathroom access. Coming up, could the bracket gods give basketball fans a dream second round matchup between her and that and West Virginia? Well, you got to ask Jimmy up next in sports. 3D mammography at Pleasant Valley Hospital, making it. Okay, now we're back. Jimmy, Jimmy went off. And, and he went off. And, and we give the weather. And, And we we give the weather and and uh, we do pretty good. 